You are listening to a Nerd Room Podcast, a member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more from the Star Wars Commonwealth on the web at StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first steps into a larger world. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerdroom. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, and DC. This is episode number 166, where we're discussing our Avengers Endgame Prelude. I'm on your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Sanjay. We got the whole crew at the table, dadding and all, yeah. to discuss the build to Avengers <laughs> Endgame. We've been waiting for this moment for 11 years, 22, 21 movies, 22 Ooh. with Endgame. And we're only, as we record, two days out, as this episode drops, will be the day that we're going to see this film. Gentlemen, the anticipation is real. It's at a fever pitch. The world premiere was last night. How are you guys feeling about Endgame? Well, first off, can you guys just like keep it down? I'm trying to feed my baby here. So <laughs> that's the only way I could have came to the podcast. Yeah. Right on the boob. Yeah, <laughs> just breastfeeding right now. So if you guys can be quiet. Sunny. So what's going on, Troy? Endgame. Yeah, man. What, what, what's oh, what's your feelings here, man? Oh, I'm pumped, man. This is ah, this is nuts. We're so close, you know. I was watching that world premiere. Thanks for for you tweeting that out there, by the way, because I had no idea it was going down. But man, that seems like such a fun time. These guys, these actors and actresses and producers and everybody involved with the MCU, Kevin Feige, seem like they all gel so well. It really feels like this massive family. Yeah. And, uh, man, these guys are a lot of fun. Mark Ruffalo out there, you know, he's, he's sipping on something. Yeah. <laughs> he's a little loose. But um, Chris Pratt was cool, too, man. I saw Chris Pratt out there, and I saw um, Scarlett Johansson, yeah. who looked fantastic, by the way. Um, man, it's, it's a good time out there. I yeah. really wish I could be at the world premiere, man. Oh, oh yeah. Awesome. I yeah. hear it. Sonny, how are you feeling about this? Oh, man. You know, my anticipation for this movie, I don't know if it's ever been bigger before. Like, this is insane. We're going to get the answers to Infinity War. We're going to see how this all ends. We've been watching these movies for 10 years. Like, think about where our lives were when Iron Man came out. 2008, I think I was still in, uh, yeah, I was still in university. Like, it, probably my second year of university, you know, a carefree child, a little bit lighter on the LBs, uh, a little <laughs> bit more hair on top, uh, less facial hair, though. Uh, and now to come back with Endgame, like, we've kind of grown up alongside these characters. It's it's something that's never been done before in cinema history, and it's something that... Well, may, I shouldn't say that, because, like, Harry Potter did that. Um, but, like, for me, this is, like... This is cool, man. This is, I can't wait. I'm so glad I get to be like experiencing it, like this whole cultural event that I'm here for, and I don't have to like hear secondhand. Like I can re- I can bore my children to death about yeah. stories. What I saw, Endgame. Yeah, <laughs> Dad, that movie's so old. <laughs> What's well, funny you put it in that context? I never really thought about where I was in 2008 when this all really kicked off. I was. A year into, not even a year, I had just started my current career. I'm 11 years into it now. I had not met my wife. I did not have any children. I did not know you guys. I did not read comic books, really, even. Yeah. And you look at how different my life is. I know how different your guys' lives are, too. (laughs) Yeah. Around the same space. And how, you know, usually when you think in the context of how you grew up with a film, you think of your youth. 
generally, right. right? How you grew up or I grew up, you grew up with Jurassic Park and Ghostbusters, these type of films, right? Right. But this is something that we've seen from basically early adulthood right through to being a proper mortgage-paying <laughs> dad. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really weird to put it in that context, Sanjay. I really like that. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of depressing because... <laughs> Not on the kids' side of things, but the amount of money we spend on these stupid houses. But it's a place, I guess, maybe to put the collections. Exactly. I mean, we can't have the collections out in the rain or out in the snow. No. So Can't live with mom anymore. Well, we could. I mean, we save a ton of money. But, uh... That'd be nice. But I would probably be divorced. <laughs> anyways guys this episode is going to be almost entirely dedicated to avengers endgame and the preludes that we normally do walking into these films this one's going to be a little bit different here we're not so much going to be walking through the trailers again and trying to go beat by beat through this we're just going to be talking about the mcu in general and then doing a bit of a rundown on predictions these are fairly high level predictions guys and are not meant to be spoiler filled we have not been really watching any of the trailers beyond the ones that we have reviewed in the past episodes we watched the world premiere. We've stayed offline for the most part. We are not engaging in any sort of purposeful spoiler territory here. So this is just for fun mostly, just some predictions to see how close we are, to see how in tune we are with the writers, the directors of Endgame and this universe that we have spent 11 years embedding ourselves in and countless, countless hours watching and discussing here on the podcast. So this is just meant to be more of a fun prelude episode. Let's get hyped up. For Avengers Endgame. Oh, I cannot wait. But one thing we are going to do before we get into some MCU discussion here is just at the top, like we always do, gentlemen, we got to talk a little bit about our weeks in nerd. You know, we've been dadding, we've been reading comics, we've been collecting, we've been trying to fit it all in in a lot less amount of time. So, boys, have you been out on the hunt have you been reading have you been collecting sunjay what's it been like out there for you yeah for me it's been a little bit uh quiet you know i haven't been out on the hunt just been picking up my weekly comics but i did pick up glass the steelbook nice. it's a film that came out i missed it when it came out in theaters but i gotta say this one i was pleasantly surprised with i had a really good time i thought this movie knocked it out of the park i can kind of see why the critics kind of uh didn't like it but for me it was a nice end to the trilogy of M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable and Split. So check it out if you haven't. It's a good film. Uh, other than that, uh, I've been reading a little bit of comics, checked out some uh, issues of Batman, um, getting slowly caught up on that. But uh, other than that, you know, it's just been dad life and, uh, yeah, just dadding and uh, watching movies. Nice, nice. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned uh, Glass there. Yeah. My sister texted me a couple days ago and said, um did we miss something because we watched uh, split and glass and don't understand the ending <laughs> i said you missed the film yeah she said, when did that come out i was like like a decade ago 1999 <laughs> i think yeah so she was like oh 20 years yeah oh shit wow. yeah oh wow so yeah so she missed that and was like okay i guess we gotta go back and watch that yeah <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that would be super confusing then. Like, why is Bruce Willis showing up? Yeah. Like, who is this old guy? They were very, very confused. Yeah, <laughs> like, is he the Sixth Sense character? Yeah. <laughs> He's something. Yeah. <laughs> Troy, you've yeah, been man. out on the hunt, my man. Yeah, you know a little bit. I've, I've made my way out there. I scored a Star Wars or the Disney Infinity line. You know those little statue figures yeah. from way back when they had that video game. I got a Kylo Ren to add to that collection. Um, found him at the dollar store. 
Shout out to Sanjay. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Dollar Store's <laughs> got, got it all. Dollar, store, dollar store hunting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I also, you know, sticking to the nerd room rule, I came across the Captain Marvel Goose action figure, which is holding the cat. Yeah. And she's having the bomber jacket. Yeah. I scored her for like 20 bucks the other day. Ooh, nice. Sweet. Yeah. And that's the only Captain Marvel figure I really wanted next to the uh, Talos that we yes. got. Um, so I'm, I'm good on that wave. And yeah, you know, I've just been picking up a lot of comics, man. I finally caught up on a lot of my amazing Spider-Man, which is dope. Um, Nick Spencer is really coming through right now with the storyline that he's doing. He's weaving Craven the Hunter. That's a pretty cool storyline. But, you know, Batman's been good, too. Um, yeah. But, you know, i got to give high praise to the first issue of Darth Vader, Dark Visions. You, have oh, you guys checked that yes. out? <laughs> I have oh. not, no. I've not. <laughs> issue two is pretty good, too. I, I thought issue two was okay, but issue one, man. Like, I was, like, kind of skeptical over this whole book because I was just like, you know, we're just going to get the same generic, like, point of view that Darth Vader's mm. this big bad guy. But the first issue totally turns it upside down. He kind of look at Vader in some ways of a savior. Yeah. Um, man, I don't want to spoil anything, but guys, you got to pick up at least issue one of Darth Vader, Dark Visions. Is this what Wendig was doing before? This is, it kind of evolved away from that, right? It was right. supposed to be like this other point of view of Vader. Yes. Where it was stories about Vader, but told from a different perspective. Right. And it was supposed to be shining a different sort of light. Because remember they used words like anti-hero and stuff like that. Right, which we kind of saw in this one. Yeah. First issue, at least. And I was really worried about what they're going to do with that. And Mm -hmm. I think they're taking a really cool direction for Vader. Because we've seen Vader almost since the inception or when Marvel got the the rights back. They've had Vader a certain way through this whole thing. Like, he's almost been constant. And for them to take it and spin this in a different way, I think it's really cool. I The second book, you're right, it's a bit more... The the tone of it's different. Yeah. And it's the almost... The art style, too. Yeah, the art style. It's more of the IWD type stuff, yes. I find. Yeah. Like, it's more aimed at that that kind of demographic, the more child, yeah. young reader type thing. Um, right. But I think it's cool. Like, I, I like what they're doing with this. It's different, which is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. Cool. Well, what'd you get up to, man? What'd you grab? Well, it's it's been a, uh, yeah, a long week dadding for sure. <laughs> so I didn't have a real big chance other than hitting up the local comic book shop and picking up my pull list and that. I've been reading, catching up on some of the Star Wars stuff. So I did the new Age of Rebellion stuff, so the Leia and the Tarkin. Nice. Both really good. Still loving this, this maxi series they're doing, this one shots. The Tarkin was really good. I also picked up this new Star Wars TIE Fighter book. This is now the crossover with Alphabet Squadron, which is a book that's being done. And there's a tie-in comic book from the different perspectives. So from the perspective of the Empire, from this shadow squadron of TIE Fighter, elite TIE Fighters. The first first issue, really good. Really enjoying this book already out the gate. Star Wars reading right now has been really, really good. I, I jumped it also into the Age of Rebellion special issue. This is one where it's a bit of an extra thick issue, and they have three stories. Two of the three stories are really right. good. The, <laughs> the Who's big, the center around? It, there's one around IG-88, which is pretty cool. There's cool. one around Yoda. And there's one around nice. Biggs and Porkins from uh, two of the, the um, X-Wing fighters from Red Squadron in A New Hope. But nice. it's the weirdest, strangest story I've ever read in Star Wars. <laughs> um, it's It goes way out to left field from all this like Age of Rebellion stuff they're doing that's pretty grounded. It's it's about maybe expanding canon, filling in some space. This one is this really weird filler that 
goes sideways and then continues off the edge of the cliff, <laughs> jumps the shark, and then continues to go. Like, it's it's pretty weird. So that's the only one that I was like, eh, I don't really like. But everything else has been really good in that space. Nice. So do we see Yoda in the Rebellion time then at this point? This is, no, this is Yoda right before Empire Strikes Back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So he's on okay. Dagobah. Cool. Nice, nice. And then the only other thing I did preparing here a little bit for Endgame, my daughter and I tonight built the, the Lego that I called the dumbest Lego I've ever purchased. <laughs> and it was the Captain America Endgame. I bought it purely for this, I'm holding it right now, this white uh, quantum suit Captain America because I have every Captain America minifig. But it's this dumb Ghost Rider bike that he's on. <laughs> if he is on this thing in this film, I, I can't remember what I said. I already said something on a previous podcast, but I will buy several rounds of beer. Nice. I hope he is because he rides that motorcycle, a motorcycle in the 1990 movie. Yeah, he also rides like a normal one in Winter Soldier, but this one's got like fire coming out of it. Well, you needed to <laughs> add a little extra to beat Thanos. Yeah, true. You need something. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. The only other thing that I am preparing for actually is uh, two things. One thing is I'm preparing for the arrival of my action figures from our dude, Rick. You know, he's, he messaged me today. He says, they're going in the mail. He sent me the box, the ID and all that. So I will be tracking those things with great interest. Hopefully get over that American border into my hands before the end of next week or so. So I'll have those exclusives in hand. And I'm praying, fingers crossed, they do not get the shit kicked out of them in the <laughs> oh, mail. That's will, always the worst. I will be devastated if they do. But all in all, huge shout out to Rick again. And he's offered, and I and I really want him to come on the, the podcast here at some point in the not-too-distant future because he wants to talk about his celebration experience. He had one hell of an experience. Nice. You know, if you look at his Twitter feed, the amount of podcasts he met up with, the amount of panels he went to, Figure hunting, everything. So I we got to get him on here to talk, and that's something that's going to happen here in the not-too-distant future. Once we get through Endgame here, we've got this prelude episode, we got a review episode, and then hopefully a bit of a time to take a break, a breath, because with Celebration, with Endgame, it's been a hell of a few weeks in Nerd. Yeah. And babies. And babies, yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's forget about that. We're trying to squeeze this in between, you know, what witching hour and <laughs> feedings and all this kind of shit. So. I'm changing a diaper right now. Right now. I just finished breastfeeding too. <laughs> well, no, my diaper. Yeah. Yeah, before Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> the only other thing I want to mention about Star Wars and collecting here before we head over to Endgame for the rest of the episode is I took a pit stop at the Disney store this past weekend and nothing really new there, but May the 4th, this is coming, this is next Saturday. And I just want to put out there just to make people aware, anyone with a Disney store in their area or within a reasonable drive, they always do stuff at the Disney store. And I went and talked to, to the Disney representatives there and just said, look, what are, what are you guys doing for May the 4th? And she said, I can't tell you anything. We don't know anything. We'll lose our jobs if we even open the packaging. So it comes via courier the night before. And she says, there's usually die casts. We don't really know what's going on. But the two, she did hand me a, a piece of paper. It does have... For the first 50 guests that do enter the Disney store on May the 4th, you'll get a free, looks like episode one lithograph, which is cool. generally pretty good. And then there's a pin you can get, a May the 4th pin. And it's got Boba Fett on it there. It looks like Return of the Jedi style. So there is stuff coming to the Disney stores. They always do a bit of, and it's usually a die cast. They, last year they did a, um, a faceless Vader from Return of the Jedi. Nice. So look to your Disney stores, even look to Toys R Us and that for doing special May the 4th stuff. Nice. Oh, like and the Elite then, Series? Yeah, the Elite Series stuff. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then they gotcha. also, it's free comic book day as well. Yeah, I was going to say. On that day as well. So May the 4th, free comic book day, always kind of fall in the same space. That's the first Saturday of May, which is 
kind of awesome that we have this day doubling up. So also head to your old comic book shops and plan for that next weekend because we're going to be doing that. I'm going to be heading up to Phoenix. You're up the road, free comic books. There's always nice little ones there for the kids too. Like last mm-hmm. year, we got Disney Princess stuff. I uh, got some DC um, superhero girls. Su- yeah, superhero Still read girls. that one to yeah. my daughter. It was, awesome. was last year the uh, Civil War prelude? Was that the uh, one with uh, Thanos I, and War Machine? Or was Joe, that the year before? I think that was the year before. I think last year was a Captain America one, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong. Like, like Secret Empire or something? No, I think it was like a. Oh, I have them. I have them all. I can't yeah. remember to be honest with you. It was yeah, definitely a preview for something, but I think it was that Civil Wars a couple of years ago. The Secret Empire okay. was as well. I might be wrong. Yes, yeah, yeah. I guess Secret Wars would have been a while back to yeah. go with the Secret Wars uh, movie or Civil War movie. Civil right? War, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 2016 or whatever. But yeah, yeah, so those are two big events coming up here for us collectors and for us fans. So it's awesome to be a nerd. It's it's. I am I'm shaking. I'm you know quivering <laughs> with anticipation as we're getting yeah. to the next part here because guys, we're gonna jump now into Avengers Endgame. This preview yeah. thing. We're gonna talk. Oh, about... I thought this was the Hellboy episode. Yeah, the Hellboy episode. I totally forgot that movie came out. Well, I'm here for Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Game of what? We have got our wires crossed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's reschedule. So mm-hmm. I'll see you guys sometime in three weeks. Three weeks sounds. We'll about do right. an Endgame uh, preview there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No one's gonna see this movie this weekend, right? Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> guys this this thing this this infinity saga as they've dubbed it now kevin feige has dubbed it. it's a culmination like we said of 11 years of filmmaking the world premiere was last night and generally this is when we started getting our first reactions about the film but did you guys watch the world premiere sure you said you watch it i watched it as well yeah man you you got that chemistry off it there's something about watching these marvel world premieres that really gets me amped up for this you know, my my kind of anticipation level has always been super high, but it's incredible how something like a world premiere can swing me from that super high of celebration and the pendulum right to the other side with yeah. Marvel, with the anticipation for Endgame, and I'm running on no sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you guys are did you have that same swing, Troy? Where you went from like the high we were sitting on with the rise of Skywalker, with everything from Celebration that was announced, to boom with this world premiere and really counting down the last final days till we get to Endgame, where the pendulum swung completely to the side, like your whole fandom just ebbed right over hard to Marvel? Oh, well, it's nuts, man. I went hard into Rise of Skywalker. I wanted to make sure I said that right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then I went right into full swing with, uh, with that Lion King yes. trailer. You know, and then boom, back into the end game. And um, yeah, I'm fully there, man. I'm just embracing it. That vibe that you're talking about too, with with the uh, with the cast. I'm just, I'm so there, man. I'm so excited to see this film, especially with you guys, man. Because this is like, this is our stuff. This is this is our bread and butter right here. Yes, I mean, it is. Yeah. It's Star Wars and the Avengers films. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Last time we did this, obviously, is the end or Infinity War, and then I remember even being hyped for Age of Ultron yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Good times, man. Good times. Wild, <laughs> wild stuff. Sunday, did you check out the premiere? No, I missed it. I missed it. Um, I'm trying to stay away from as much as I yeah. can. Um, unfortunately, I did miss it. I mean, what spoilers would have came out of that? None. Ultra cognizant yeah. of the fact. Even the the interviewers who are Marvel employees were like, uh, "Talk about Infinity War. Don't talk about Endgame." Like yeah. they're so cautious around any sort of spoilers. But there's felt bad a- for them. Yeah, I know. They couldn't really talk about anything. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole cast is like, yeah, we can't say anything. Like, and well, they go on these talk shows, too. Like, yeah. I've watched almost every clip from whether it's Fallon or Kimmel yeah. or whatever. And they're all like, 
Arms crossed, being like, yeah, whatever. Like, Renner was sitting with, I can't remember if it was Kimmel or whomever, and he just sat with his arm crossed and being like, yeah, me and Paul Rudd are friends, so that's about all I can talk <laughs> like, about. Like, they don't even have to do anything. Like, there, there's no promotion needed for this film. None. They could literally just go on a talk show and just sit there and not say a word, and then people are going to still go see this movie. Yeah. Like, they don't even have to go to talk shows. They, could, they couldn't have even shown a trailer. And this movie still would have been like the oh, base trailers. <laughs> I don't know. Imagine the hype if you haven't even seen one second, and you're like, "Oh my god, what's it gonna be?" Yeah, they banked on that for trailers. Stars. Yeah. <laughs> was, was my boy there? Was uh, Tom Holland there? Uh, no, I know I didn't see, see Tom Holland. No, Tom oh, Holland. Oh, maybe he no, doesn't come no back. Killmonger? No, no, I don't know if he was there or not. No, I don't think so. No, Killmonger no. was there. But do you know who was there? Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. She was there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Trying, really? Trying DMing me. What's yeah. Natalie Portman doing there? <laughs> Good for her. She's getting so, in on that. That's that was the only kind of anomaly in that crowd, right? Was uh, Darcy there? No. No. no they turned it down. Yeah, it turned it way down. Really. <laughs> so you know what was cool was uh, Tessa Thompson uh, yes. shouting out her favorite Avenger, Captain Marvel. Yes. I thought that was really cool. It's nice. And that's the thing too. Like I watched this, I was watching Ellen with my wife today and Brie Larson and Scarlett Hansen were on it and they're awesome together too. Like they know, yeah. I guess they know each other and the chemistry there palpable. It's that's this I, whole thing, right? Is, yeah. is you, you said it right, right at the top, Troy is the chemistry with all this. And yeah. it just makes for that. And we talked about this in the past about you need to feel that chemistry. We talked about this last week with star Wars, right? You need to feel that on and off screen. Like, yeah, I think that's what makes it better in the film is yeah. if you have that off-screen, off-screen chemistry. And, you know, ultimately when it comes down to this, this world premiere, what this does for us generally, like we get to see the stars and all that, yay, whatever. But it's what comes out of it. This is where the majority of your big-time reviewers, your mm-hmm. uh, the people that write articles, like Anthony Bresnikin, he does all the EW stuff for Star Wars, Marvel, everything. This is where you start to get the first promising reactions first real reactions outside of the producers the the filmmakers and all this and this thing is getting massive praise shed on it yeah and this is coming from very credible people yeah there's some people saying yeah there's a few nitpicks here and there but ultimately they're calling this thing the best mcu film wow a very worthy conclusion to this 11 years of filmmaking both huge you know awe-inspiring moments and very emotional tear-drawing moments it's 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 awesome to see this type of praise and you know generally we see this with every marvel film even most (laughs) dc films you see the early praise right right? but this one this seems legit like people seem to be like at a a, a state and at a point when they walked out of this film just reading through some of the twitter stuff that they were actually just fully taken aback and appreciative of the delivery and the commitment that we as fans have put into this and the delivery from the Russos, from Feige, from the actors, from the producers, and everyone that has crafted this universe has had a hand in, in developing this story. Does that make you feel good to hear this type of praise being put on us? Or do you put that to the back of your mind, Sanjay? Like, do you walk in and ignore all of that and you know leave it to yourself? Or does it kind of uplift you a bit to hear this type of thing? I mean, it's obviously better than the alternative. Right, like yes. if we're getting all this negative stuff coming in, then you're kind of like, oh, geez, yeah, like, I hate it already. Y- yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe they uh, <laughs> didn't nail it, stick the landing here. But I mean, obviously, I always make up my own mind. Like, there's several yeah. movies that, you know, have like great ratings that I don't like, or like movies that have terrible ratings that I love. But I mean, it is nice to go in positive, yes, as opposed to coming in and being like, you know, just like like a weight on your shoulder. It's like you get to sit in, relax. Okay, this is 
most likely gonna be good you know i say like most likely but you know what i mean like the the reviewer's saying it's good so you don't have to have that like oh they're saying it's bad so is it really bad so yeah no i i'm happy to hear that of course man like no one who wants to see like a movie of this size and scale fail no no one does no one no one <laughs> i hope not like if you do what's wrong with you yeah troy how does this make you feel hearing the praise being shed on this Oh, super, super amped, man. You know, I, and I totally believe in it, too, to the simple fact, uh, Kevin Feige, man. I believe in that guy. You know, yeah. what was it? He was 32, 33 when he started this whole thing yeah. off. Jeez. And um, he, he's the Steve Jobs of the MCU. You know, this is his iPhone right here. This is his baby. And he's yeah. he's taking it all the way. And to see what this guy's done, you know, from working on projects like X-Men, X-Men 2, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Yeah, to now have this whole Wow, he really worked on crafting. those, eh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's it's something else, man. I think we're really in for a treat. And this is a game changer because, you know, we've seen other people trying to – other companies and studios trying to replicate the cinematic universe. And what Marvel's done here is they crafted it so well. But they've also had a long planning vision, which is something that I've also been saying Star Wars needs to do, right? Other film properties are now starting to see what these guys have done, and they're trying to take it upon themselves to do the same thing. I think they really are changing the game here, in so to speak, for uh, for movies going forward. They, and I'm just totally on board with it, man. Yeah, totally. I agree. They they have changed the game completely. Mm-hmm. They've oh, taken this can't genre argue it. Yeah. from a subgenre of science fiction or whatever mm-hmm. and yeah. spun it into its own massive thing. Like, yeah. like this is now the pinnacle of filmmaking. Mm, yeah. yeah. Like this film, and we're going to talk about it in a few minutes here, has the potential to make $300 million in its opening weekend. <laughs> That's yes. stupid, crazy money. Like, it, 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 it's it, this crazy. Is, there's a real shot that it will make that money. Oh, yeah. yeah which is in sane and you look at the risks early on risks you go to 2008 and this is something they talked about at the world premiere last night when they had robert downey jr and john favreau on stage together and they said look they took a risk on these two guys john favreau a you know he was known in hollywood but not for big budget films yeah and robert downey jr a, an actor with a troubled history yeah and they bet everything on them two and a character named iron man a b-list character that no one in the general population had ever really heard of he made a few appearances in a tv show very minimal yeah in in animated series he didn't have a big presence in comics like he was you know he did have civil war and all that like for the comic book reader yeah very well-known character of course but to bet 500 million dollars it was on this character and not only did they bet that they bet basically the entire catalog of marvel characters that would have went to merrill lynch as part of collateral they would have lost everything yeah if it didn't work in 2008 with iron man yeah and it's crazy because you you said like they sold all their a-listers the x-men spider-man fantastic four everyone that you know if you go back 20 years and you said we're starting the cinematic universe oh okay so they started with spider-man oh no no he doesn't come till later yeah oh so it must have been the x-men no they they don't come till much much later fantastic four don't nope not even <laughs> you know like if you would have told me back then i would have been like they started it with iron man yeah and it worked yeah like and then went to captain america thor yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. but, but how crazy is it because that's how it started in the 60s originally it was these guys anyways yeah. right right so how cool is it that it goes back to the original avengers basically to yeah. start off the cinematic universe as opposed to the comic universe right yeah yeah it's absolutely no. incredible and kind of going with with some of these stats here that we're talking about i took some time because i thought you know there's got to be some pretty incredible stats with the mcu you know beyond the 11 years of filmmaking 22 films culminating in this massive one film mm-hmm. and you mentioned one here that i got here troy kevin feige the mastermind behind this the guy that has been driving this boat for the past i think 13 years they said since they kind of really got this going in 2006 
He was 33. Wow. I am 33. (laughs) (laughs) He was handed the reins and $500 million to a studio. And now they're producing billion-dollar films back to back to back. How did he manage that? So, like, I, I want so the Time magazine just put out a an Avengers or an MCU focused little magazine. Right, um, little is twenty dollars, so it wasn't. <laughs> but I was reading through it last night, and there's a really great article on Kevin Feige, and yeah. basically how he got into all this was I can't remember exactly who he's working for, but he started to just he wasn't a comic book guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. He just started reading and researching for I believe it was the Raimi films. Uh, or some of the really early comic book films coming out of the Marvel end of things, how they had kind of just basically given away their characters, the yeah. intellectual property, and someone else is doing them. So, But Marvel still had like a team that did stuff yeah. to kind of QC a lot, a lot of things as they went. And he just started providing notes. He said, uh. providing notes on this, you know, maybe you should do this differently. He said one of the notes he provided that Wolverine's hair looked different in the very first X-Men in 2000 and they changed his hair because of Feige's suggestion. Oh, interesting. And so he said as time went, you know, quite rapidly that he started being invited to the creative meetings with the director and the producers and Kevin Feige. He would have been like in his 20s. (laughs) And he said it just kind of snowballed from there and then all of a sudden he became an associate producer and then producer, executive producer and now he's the president of Marvel Studios. That's insane. So it came from him just having the tenacity and the fortitude to say, Maybe you should try it this way to very experienced people in the mm-hmm. room. So it goes to show that, you know, hard work, research, and just grinding away gets you a studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? I, mean, I got uh, a year left to go then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Year. yeah. I got I read an article, it was in a Costco magazine. I talked about this maybe a year ago. And I was like, oh, he was thirty three when he started that. I heard so, a, I heard a great line. It was a comedian saying like he's like, I'm at the age now where the only way I'm gonna get famous is if I kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh oh. And usually they try to keep your name out of things now. Yeah. <laughs> now, next fact, your interesting set. Now, arguably the face of the MCU's very first star, man that we've mentioned before, Robert Downey Jr. He has appeared as Tony Stark and Iron Man 10 times in this franchise, if you include Incredible Hulk. So nine starring roles and a couple cameos. Incredible that we've had the repetition there of a character, bringing back someone like that. He's a $50 million per appearance man. But he's basically went from, remember at the end of Avengers, they're like, what are they going to do now? Everyone's going to leave. Yeah. And here we are seven years later (laughs) with these actors still in these roles. It, it's, it's crazy. Is that the record? 11 times for I, one yeah, character? Yeah, what about Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman and the, they just got the Guinness Book of World Records. Him and Patrick Stewart for, I think it was 11. Wow. If I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong But I think there. they did it for like 17 years. Yeah, they didn't been doing it since 2000. Yeah, but like less movies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, less movies. I can't remember exactly how it goes, but essentially, like, it's crazy that you've had a single actor portray a character this many times. I don't, like, that's outside of TV. Yeah. That's unprecedented. Yeah. Even, yeah, that's... Well, I guess you got Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart, so... Yeah. yeah. Not exactly unprecedented, Okay, besides those two. <laughs> it's pretty incredible that you've yeah. had the face of this franchise, in a very similar fashion that Hugh Jackman is for the X-Men, mm-hmm. but that he's carried his way through this. And it's funny, because you watched him last night, he's still... You know, I, he's Robert Downey Jr. He's Tony Stark. He, they're one and the same. But he still seems like a relatively humble guy when it comes to all this. Like, right. he knows that it's he he's one of the the godfathers of the MCU. But he still takes the time 
at these events and that he praised on to Russo's to Evans to John Favreau to Gwyneth Paltrow you know to Kevin Feige and I appreciate that in him yeah yeah well yeah because he was at the bottom there right I mean he was a struggling kind of actor for a little bit there right um before Favreau really picked him up because I think the studio didn't really want Robert right is is Favreau that fought for him yeah Yeah. and I don't think they could really get him insured is the problem yeah (laughs) yeah right so like yeah, because they because they insure these people. So if he takes off, or because he had issues with other things. Yeah. And if they can't get him insured, <laughs> what are they going to do? Right. Right. Can, can you guys even name a Robert Downey Jr. movie before Iron Man? That one with Tommy Lee Jones that came after The Fugitive. Um, uh, something Marshall, U.S. Marshall. Oh, okay, nice, nice. I think was he Sherlock was... Holmes after, or was yeah. that during the same uh, time? I think it was after. after yeah. yeah, it was after, right? Yeah. yeah. See, because his. His oh, career, yeah. his film career wasn't that great afterwards anyways, right? Like, apart from the Marvel stuff. So when he got to the point where he could have left Marvel to do his own stuff, he didn't really pick up, right? I mean, he did the Sherlock Holmes films, which did okay. But then he had the other ones, I think, with Jamie Foxx, was it? Yeah, there's that. Yeah, that did do that great. Oscar he had the judge. One. Yeah, the judge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, so then I think date? that was also a, yeah, a good reason to make him sense. go back. I think he's, like, too well-known now as Iron Man. That, like, when people see him, they're just like, oh, that's Iron Man. Yeah. You know, like it's hard for him. It's like a TV actor. Like when they try to go off, like when they try to go off from Seinfeld, and you're like, no, that's Elaine, that's George, that's. Well, that's why these guys don't want to sign these contracts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, they don't, they don't want to be pigeonholed yeah. as yeah. Captain America. But I mean, it's not if you're going to be yeah. pigeonholed into something. Why not be pigeonholed into Captain America? Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Hugh like... Jackman though. Hugh Jackman made it work though, right? Because yeah. he yeah. went off to a bunch of other different things, right? Yeah, he, he made did. it work. Yeah, you can, right? And like yeah. Evans, I think a lot of these guys are the same way. To me, is Downey's at a point where he's fully embraced his character yes. and the fifty million dollar paydays. Yeah, that he doesn't care if he ever works as anything else again. Like that's yeah. that's the impression I get from him. Yeah, he's yeah. he's okay to embrace that. Yeah, I mean, if someone paid me fifty million just to show up and uh, give Spider Man a pep talk, I'll do it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so the MCU as a whole, though. It's we talk about the twenty two films all the time, but do you guys realize that there's eleven single franchises embedded within the MCU if you include the Avengers franchise itself? Wow. Yeah, pretty incredible yeah. that they brought that many characters individually to screen. Some of them with trilogies, some of them with a, a film or two underneath their belts. But it's pretty wild when you think of it that way. And let's take it like, here's a, I want you guys to guess this. Okay. How many hours, if you were to watch the MCU from start to finish, how many hours do you think we have committed, even if it was just one viewing of our lives to the MCU? Oh, I'll say two days. So this is, sorry, let's go from the yeah, the very first, so from Iron Man right to Captain Marvel, and then we'll add the three hours in for Endgame. What do you think? Not uh, including the Netflix series, obviously, right? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> just MCU films. All right, I'm going to say two days. Yeah. Two days? Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Troy? Uh, how many is there? Twenty-two movies. We'll do twenty-one, and then we'll add the three. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, three days. Three days. Okay, there's a total yeah. of forty-four hours and fifty-eight minutes of total runtime in the MCU from Iron Man uh-huh. from the first frame to the end of Captain Marvel. Now you got to add, I think, two hours and fifty minutes or so is actually what Endgame is. Yeah. Uh, from start to mm-hmm. roll credits. So yeah, we're almost at two full days That's crazy. of watching. Now I've seen some of these films ten plus times. Yeah. <laughs> so I've committed yeah. weeks of my life 
to just watching the MCU. And then you add up all the time we've talked on this podcast about it. Yeah. And all the time <laughs> you guys have listened to us talk about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Crazy. You, would you guys ever consider doing like the marathon? No. Start to finish? Like it started two days? tonight. Really? So Cineplex was tweeting. I retweeted a couple of their tweets that they have, they were giving people like Endgame toothbrush and all this kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. So they had a whole care package. Wow. For people doing the marathon. What? It started. So Tuesday, as we record, it started tonight. They'll be going through it for two days until the end game at five o'clock. Man, I've been falling city? asleep so much. No, this is in Toronto. Oh, okay. I don't know if they're oh, doing it. Okay. I will I wouldn't be able to stay awake. Like I would try, but I don't think I could. Well, it would suck. By the time you got to end game, you'd be so exhausted. You'd be like, yeah. I don't even want to watch this. <laughs> oh, I just bring my baby. I'm not sleeping anyways. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> awesome. True. <laughs> I love it. All right, last fact I will run by you guys before okay. we get into a little bit of our prep mode here. This franchise has grossed $7.7 billion domestically and $18.6 billion globally. That includes Ooh. the domestic calls. This oh. includes $6 billion plus dollar films and one $2 billion plus film and what's inevitably going to be another $2 billion Ooh. with Endgame here. That is an incredible oh, oh. haul at Have the mercy. box office. That, that's insane, man. That's, that's insane. Like, that's not even fair. Yeah. It's the single highest grossing franchise the mcu in history but it does have the most entries into it as well yeah right but on average these things are making like seven eight hundred million dollars a film yeah like i can't even think of anything that like what's to james bond or harry potter i can't star, star wars? wars is probably up there yeah yeah so it i mean it'll probably be number one for a long long time forever re- realistically with the amount yeah, of films going, that are pumping right? into it yeah 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 a hundred percent so uh, yeah i don't see anything beating it Nope. <laughs> so those are some interesting MCU stats. And I thought before we get into kind of our predictions here, guys, let's let's quickly do very quickly a roundtable here. Actually, we'll just buzz through each three of these things. Okay. Sanjay, I'm going to ask you three questions here. And I want you to answer these. This is going to frame out the MCU for you okay. in three questions. Is this like a... Like a speed round, or can I think about these? Well, you had the outline. Did you read it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is Sanjay you're talking to. <laughs> so, favorite character in the MCU, favorite single franchise, and favorite film. Okay. Go. Uh, favorite character, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man. Yeah. He's still the best. He's the king. Favorite franchise? Yeah, so this would be Iron Man or Thor, Cap, yeah. or whatever. I, I would say Cap, but that's the easy answer, because I know you get, you're probably going to say Cap. Probably. Um, <laughs> Iron Man has had hit or miss movies. I'm gonna say Guardians. Guardians, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, favorite movie? I would say Infinity War, but I know you guys are gonna say Infinity War. I'm gonna go with a lesser one. I'm gonna go Iron Man, just the first okay. Iron Man, there the one go. that started it off. There you go, Troy. Same three Thanks. questions: character, franchise, film. Yeah, you already know what it is, man. Favorite character: <laughs> Tom Holland, aka Spider Man, aka Peter Parker. Uh, favorite single franchise. It's a toss-up between Avengers and Cap. Uh, Tim, I know you're going to uh, Cap, so I'll go Avengers just just to be different. Um, and three favorite film. It's it's Homecoming. I watch that thing ah all the time, man. So Spider-Man: Homecoming takes it for my uh, favorite film spot. There nice. you go. All right, this is gonna be a no-brainer for me. Favorite <laughs> character, Cap. What? <laughs> like Cap. Favorite <laughs> film I struggle with a little bit. In my head, I want to put Winter Soldier, but yeah. then I'm thinking about Infinity War. I'm going to put Winter Soldier. Civil War, what was Civil War in there? Civil War is so good too, man. I don't know. It's tough, eh? It's so tough. I'm going to put Winter Soldier in there for the sole reason that both Civil War and Infinity War are part of that that MCU, the gross storytelling, where Winter Soldier is kind of a contained story. Right. So Mm. I'm going to say for just a pure film, 
I'm going to say Winter Soldier. Nice. All right. Hopefully can it's going to be... throw one at you guys quickly. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Um, so you said your favorite cap or your favorite character obviously was cap Sonny, You said your favorite character was Iron Man. Yeah. What film best portrayed your favorite character? Oh, Oh, I know it's kind of a fast one, right? Who? Yeah, man. Um, I don't know, man. Cause like civil war, that's, I feel like that's too cap, like propaganda ish. That <laughs> makes like Iron Man look bad. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to say the first Iron Man. Nice. Okay. Nice. Um, I'm going to say the defining movie for Captain America and the one that best frames out in the MCU is Winter Soldier. Yeah. 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 That, that changed that character. You know, you want to say the first Avenger because, you know, that really framed out and put the foundation out for Captain America. Right. But Captain America became the character he is and became this beloved kind of pedestal character in the MCU after winter soldier because of what that that film did for that character Mm -hmm. Mm. so that's what i say was the defining moment in the mcu for captain america was that film how about you i guess you kind of only got one film right now (laughs) yeah well just in in general i guess i'll go i'll go civil war i think the Russo brothers knocked it out of the park for spider-man from his power set for his wisecracking jokes just his look i think i'll go with civil war spidey nice nice Yeah. nice gotta love it until uh Far from well, what's the one? Far from home. Far from home. Yeah, until yeah. that comes out. Yeah, man. We'll see. I saw some Legos. <laughs> <laughs> Legos in the MCU though, not good. <laughs> All right, Endgame. Let's let's talk about this a little bit, guys. So we've talked about our anticipation level being being super high, but with the celebration happening last week and the trailer for the rise of Skywalker, is Endgame now that we have some context to Star Wars for this year? Is Endgame I guess this maybe not as much for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'll give my honest opinion. What is more anticipated now? Of the two films, they were taking one, two in our box office fantasy pool yeah. this past year. Um, we were we we're both saying that these are going to be the two biggest films of the year. What's that's right now? We got the context. Sanjay, is Rise of Skywalker or Endgame going to be the biggest film of the year? And which of the two films are you now most anticipating? Oh, I say it's definitely Endgame. Yeah, I think just the hype for it. I think uh, Rise of Skywalker is just coming off of Last Jedi as opposed to coming off of Infinity War and the yeah. different fan receptions and critical receptions to those two films. Uh, like one's like getting like a running start and the other one has to like, kind of like stop and then like take a break, drink and then start again. <laughs> so uh, definitely, definitely Endgame. Yeah. Troy, what do you yeah. say? Yeah. 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 Sonny, I'm with you right there. Exact same uh, thoughts. Um I mean, the MCU is not divided, whereas the Star Wars community is. I feel like Celebration actually closed that gap a lot more, though. I yes, feel like definitely. For sure. have, uh, fandoms come a lot more closer together. But I feel that the hype is there for, for Endgame. MCU hasn't really done wrong. <laughs> so no. They haven't had any mess, missteps, really. No. Not really. No. Not, not since, like, you know, Dark Ragnarok, World? Spider-Man there. Ragnarok? Winter Soldier. Since, since Winter, Winter Soldier, Soldier, Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really been solid. Yeah, five yeah. years of solid filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. even before that, good films. Mm-hmm. And they started a little bit out of the out of Avengers, but that was kind of to be expected. But I'm not here to give them a break on everything. <laughs> 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 All right, and I, I agree with you guys. I think Endgame. You know, it was clear. I think from the day that 2019 opened, from the box office fantasy draft that we did here. Endgame is going to be the biggest film. Now we have that context. I still agree. It's going to be the biggest film. It is the most anticipated film of the year. More anticipated, in my opinion, than episode nine. Mm -hmm. And we've been having that discussion. Is it the most anticipated film of all time? Probably not, but definitely of 2019. 
for yep. me, I would say like in my lifetime, I would say yes. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there for me. I still struggle between The Force Awakens and I did I don't remember as well The Phantom Menace. So my That's comparative true, yeah. is is really The Force Awakens and this. And I don't know, th- this is real though, but this as we talked about in the past, this doesn't have that same fanfare around it like the collecting this, that, the other thing. Like mm-hmm. I haven't even seen the Coke hands out yet. I don't even yeah. know if they're coming to Canada. So you don't see that same kind of all-encompassing, you know, Star Wars is everywhere. We're going to yeah. see that come October. It's going to be everywhere. Right. You're not going to be able to look left, right, wherever and find anything that doesn't have Star Wars slapped on the side of it. You're hard-pressed at times to find things that say Avengers that isn't the Disney store, Toys R Us, you know, the odd thing here and there, right? It's not. It doesn't have the same kind of mass presence. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see with all this. What? and. What's yeah. the weirdest thing you've seen, like Star Wars slapped on? Bananas. Star Wars bananas. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Dole had a thing with them for a long time. They, I there's everything you can think of. Said uh, Star Wars slapped on the side of it. Do you guys see the Star Wars condoms? <laughs> I knew. I knew. <laughs> I could see the look in your eye. I knew little, that's where it was going. Well, maybe not little, but you had like R two D twos, lightsabers. Lightsabers would be the best. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a sitcom that did that somewhere. Really? I say. What the hell was it? it? I must have been How I Met Your Mother. Be like, this is the droid you're looking for. You like that? <laughs> All right. Well, maybe not you, but uh, no. Yeah, we'll save that. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's get into some predictions here. So this is kind of where we will say spoilers in air quotes. We're not trying to spoil anything. We don't know anything. We're just trying to have some fun with making some predictions here. And we always start our predictions off with the box office we talked about this a few weeks ago and we laid down some early predictions i cannot remember them but i believe mine was 264 and we're all kind of in that same space so i'm going to set this up for you guys this is has a runtime of two hours and 50 some odd minutes and we talked about in the past about how this could potentially affect an overall weekend gross Mm -hmm. so what Deadline was reporting today with regards to the box office is that pre-sales could be as high as $140 million. So that's before a single frame <laughs> has been seen by a single human outside of the premieres. $140 million has already been made. That's yeah. insane. Absolutely insane. So wow. this has already surpassed the pre-sales for The Force Awakens. So that's well, pretty good. So The Force yeah. <laughs> Awakens opened to $247 million. That's not bad. Not bad at all. Avengers Infinity War, which is the number one opening of all time domestically, opened to $257 million domestically. And also opened to almost $700 million globally, which is also insane. Yeah. Oh. Even The Last Jedi did $220 million in its opening weekend. So... With that context, guys, with some of the information that we do have here, what is your final prediction for the opening weekend domestic box office? The one that is important for Troy for the box <laughs> office fantasy pool. What is your prediction? Sanjay, I'm going to throw it to you first. What is I, Avengers Endgame going to do in its opening weekend domestically? I'm going to say, I think I had this a little bit lower, but I've been seeing more screenings added, and I've heard they've actually did like 24-hour um theaters now yep so i'm gonna say 289 289 289 million not 289 dollars look at you all right troy what are you saying 289 eh you can't say 290 (laughs) (laughs) i'll go 275 275 yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb here yeah a huge limb i'm probably gonna be wrong but i'm gonna really rub it in your face if i'm right i'm gonna go 302 Real oh, too. So. 
I wow. hope so. Yeah, yeah of course Troy does. That is a <laughs> major stretch goal. Major stretch goal. And I put in context, so. if this makes $300 million, in one weekend, it will almost made as much as Captain Marvel did domestically in its entire run, which was $400 million, which is an incredible feat. I know, yeah. Incredible feat. But <laughs> that's just context. For wow. Me. I mean, like, $300 million, So now if it does make $300 million, I can come in next week and say, Endgame disappointed at the box office. It's a failure. Two hundred ninety-eight million. That's it. <laughs> Cancel the MCU. I've, I have a feeling it's going to do about two eighty, but I'm going to put my stretch goal in there. Right. Three hundred two over three hundred million dollars. Okay. Right, so if that happens. You got to watch the movie 300, 300 times. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So those are locked in. We will see next week as we do our review. Kay. Who came closest? We'll actually probably see by Sunday, and I'll be gloating probably on the internet if I win or whatever. Doesn't matter. <laughs> It'll be there. It's all win for Troy. Ultimately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Troy has a 700 million head start on yeah, us. At least. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Sunjay's still <laughs> Sunjay's just sipping pina coladas still. You know, it's like the, the tortoise and the hare. Yeah, the, we'll see. I'm the tortoise, you know, just but I haven't even started yet. And Troy's the hair that's pretty yeah. much done and keeps going. Yeah, it's just lapping us. Boom, boom, like boom. The, in this story, the hair is the hardest working guy and the tortoise is the slacker. Yeah. <laughs> Who's also slow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, like, cheat somehow to win. All right, I got 12 more questions that we got to blast through here before my wife kills me. <laughs> so these are kind of just silly questions that off the top of my head. Some of them are comic book related. Some of them are in reference to a few things that we've heard. And some of them are in reference to things that we haven't seen in the MCU yet that this might be our last chance to actually see them. Okay. So question number one, and we're just going to round up with this. We're going to start with Sanjay, Troy, and then myself. Will the words Endgame be said in this film? We've seen them uttered twice, including in Infinity War. Will Endgame? Will Cap reach over and say, we're in the Endgame now? Uh, no. <laughs> no? Okay. Troy, what do you think? I think we'll see it, but it's just going to be Doctor Strange again saying it from Infinity War. I feel like we'll go back to that point. Okay. And we'll oh, see cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay, good call. I'm going to say, unless it's Troy's, but I'm going to say no as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sanjay, yes. will we see a full Professor Hulk? Now, Hulk, from at least the trailers we've seen, the first three trailers, has not been present at all outside of just Bruce Banner. Right. Will we see an evolved Hulk? We started to see it in Ragnarok. We didn't get much of Hulk in Infinity War. Are we going to get a walking, talking, merged Hulk with intelligent banner in him? Yes. Yes, we will. Okay. Harkens back to Onslaught. Onslaught that's how yeah. they defeated him. Yeah. If I recall, I haven't read it, but that's what I recall. <laughs> Troy, what do you think? Professor Hulk, we're going to see it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I fully agree. We're going to get a walking and talking Mark Ruffalo in a big green machine. Let's do it. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. All right. This one is a little more obscure and a little bit of a reference to more recent Thor comic books. But we saw Thor lose an eye in Ragnarok, get it back in Infinity War. But will Thor lose an arm in Endgame? He doesn't have an arm right now. It's a big gold thing. Just for reference in the Jason Aaron stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, no. No, we will not see him lose an arm. Troy, what do you think? You've, you're pretty versed in Jason Aaron stuff. You've been reading yeah, War of the man. Realms? Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he's going to lose his arm. I think he him losing the eye was uh, and the hair has yes. been enough sacrifice. So <laughs> I'm going to say he keeps both limbs. Both limbs intact. <laughs> yeah. I really want to say yes on this one. So I'm going to say yes just to be different. Wow. I think there's got to be some dramatic change again with Thor. But they may just, you know. It might be like scene two close to Winter Soldier. 
With like the silver Maybe. arm and the gold arm. And did the they sil- tease it before in uh, Dark World? Or was yeah, that Loki, they did though? chop it off, right? Like it was yeah. like in that like Loki vision thing they did. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I'm, I'm going to say yes. It's way on a kind of left field here. but Look badass know. as hell. Yeah. yeah, it would be. Gold yeah. arm. Be cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we are versed in seeing a ton of Iron Man suits. I think we're up to like Mark 48, 49 or something well, by this point. How many Iron Man suits, though, are we going to see in Endgame? And we will include the one from Infinity War. Okay. Uh, I'll say, like, maybe, like, four or five. Four or five different Iron Man suits. Okay. Okay. What do you think, Troy? I want to say four, because we get some flashback sequences. We're probably going to see the Avengers one. Yeah. So, and then Endgame, Infinity War. I'll say four. Okay. So, you both say in four. So, I'm going to count. I'm going to count them out here. So we got the one from Infinity War. Oh wait, sorry, sorry, five because the the what do you call it suit two, right? Yes, the, the quantum, quantum suit. Yeah. So if it's that counts. Okay, yeah, it does a, count. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm so counting. Five. <laughs> so I'm gonna say I'll yeah, go we gotta get the Infinity War suit. We'll get the quantum suit, and we'll get. Two, I want to say three actually. Okay. Actually four because you're gonna get a throwback suit. You're right. All right, yeah. five, I'm gonna change mine to six. Okay. <laughs> four, five, six. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Cameos has been a big thing in the MCU, particularly in Infinity War. We mm-hmm. had that gas moment when we did see the one red skull. So do you think there's going to be any moments like this, like that, I should say, in Avengers Endgame? Are we going to get cameos of past villains? Are we going to get cameos of heroes that we haven't seen before? Bay Ray Bill, something Ooh. like that. Comic book characters. Sanjay, what do you think? Are we going to get any big cameos in this one? Absolutely. Or is Endgame enough? Oh, no, we're getting cameo it up. Uh, Natalie Portman's going to return. <laughs> she was at the premiere. It was a sign of things to come. I'm going to throw some random villain out. Um, Abomination. Abomination. Yeah, okay. he's going to come back. There'll be a scene with him. And maybe, oh, geez. Um, just some, like, little little teaser. Little X-Men teaser. Okay. okay. Little X-Men okay. teaser. You'll see the yeah. letter X in the movie. Yeah. And they're yeah. not going to an adult theater. <laughs> this guy. Got her head. <laughs> I always bring our show down, and Troy's like, he brings it up. Yeah, I'm like, language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Troy, by the way, who is the favorite podcaster on this uh, on this podcast? I've seen it numerous times in tweets. <laughs> I know. I know. He's won the podcaster of the year. Yeah, numerous Fuck times. <laughs> Let's like try to make him look bad. Yeah. Hey, I'm Troy, not... you shouldn't say that. Like, that's rude, man. I'm, I'm, it doesn't bother me at all that everyone loves Troy the most. But yeah, it's no, fine. it's fine. It's fine. You know, I mean, we have our own set of standards on this podcast and if right. troy's the one who wants to break them to be the favorite yeah maybe my wife said she likes troy better on the podcast. <laughs> anyways troy cameos why you're yeah. buying those votes troy yes <laughs> like disney eh? yeah, yeah. Um, you're paying off the critics <laughs> the cameos you know what? i'm gonna go yeah i'm feeling the x-men i feel like we might might get an x-men we could maybe even see, like, in an alternate reality, we could see uh, Thunderbolt Ross be Red Hulk, maybe. They might play oh. with that. Um, That'd be dope. Maybe, I don't know if Peggy Carter is, like, a big thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But, I, yeah, I definitely feel like we'll get, we're going to get that um, that uh, Red Skull moment. Because me and Tim, man, last last year, we were, we were bumping elbows. <laughs> we were losing our mind over that that, that scene. So, for sure. Did so, you, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, just for, just kind of this got me thinking here. So I sent out the tickets to everyone that's coming with us. And I purposely, because Sanjay's not, he's not coming with us, but that's Sorry, okay. guys. Um, I purposely put you and me beside each other so I can yeah. grab onto you when I see something. Nice. <laughs> <Good> choice. 
<laughs> but yeah, I agree with you guys. There's definitely going to be cameos in here. This is going to be past villains. We're going to get a Loki, I think. Peggy Carter, for sure. I'm even thinking Odin may pop up in here at some oh. point. We're probably going to get a Howard Stark, I would think. Ooh, as well. yeah. yeah. Young Howard? Young Howard, I think. Yeah. What about yeah. Howard so, the Duck? Ooh, Howard the Duck would be a nice one, too. An old Howard movie. House Ooh, of Howards. Yeah. House of Howards. I don't think we're going to X-Men or Fantastic Four cameos at all. Yeah. No mention, no reference. Yeah, pro- you're probably right. Yeah. So I love the Red Hulk one, though, man. That's that good. is yeah. so cool. Thunderbolt, we've seen him present. That's it. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I love it. I love it. All right, this is a big one for me. <clears throat> so there's a certain phrase this is closely associated with the Avengers that has yet to be uttered in this universe, and I do not know how they have restrained themselves this long without <laughs> saying the phrase Avengers Assemble. This is the phrase for Avengers. It has been uttered by Cap hundreds of times in the comic books. And I don't know how we've gotten through 22 films, (laughs) eight or nine appearances with Chris Evans as Captain America. And he has yet to say those words. Will they be said in Endgame? Yes, but it will be a misdirection because they need to like build Ikea furniture. So he'll say (laughs) Avengers assemble. (laughs) My detail. Uh, yeah, no, I think I think they will. Yeah, they got real close at the end of Age of Ultron. I still can't believe they didn't put it. It's like uh, Fantastic Four when they're like, they like just about to say the name Fantastic Four and it cuts Ooh. away. Yeah, Troy, where do they say it? Yeah, definitely, and it's gonna be Cap. Yeah. I think Cap's gonna tighten up that shield a little bit more, and he's gonna have that battle cry, man, and shout it out, shout it loud. It's gonna be a nice yell that we've never heard come from Chris Evans ever. It's gonna be dope. I 100%. If, I tell you, I get this stupid smirk on my face right now. If they don't do that, I yeah. will cry. I will actually probably cry. And it will be one of the nitpicks you will hear next week's on, on next week's review if they do not, if Evans does not say those two words. Yeah. For sure. Like two words together. He could say them separately. Avengers. And then like 20 minutes later, say assemble. Yeah. <laughs> he said it. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Dialogue. <laughs> all right. Will we see time travel? This is something that's been teased all the way throughout. We know, we know they're in the quantum suits. Ammon the Wasp plays with this a little bit. Sanjay, are we gonna are we gonna get time travel? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely proper time travel. Yeah, I think so. I think they're gonna go back to Battle of New York. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Troy, what do you think? Yeah, a thousand percent. First trailer we saw that reverse, you know, snap going on there. Yeah. So I think for sure we're gonna see that hundred percent. Okay, I agree. Time travel, and I think they're gonna do a bit of hopping. Yeah, I think yeah. we're gonna see some. We're gonna revisit some different eras within the MCU, and maybe even go further back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be interesting to see how they work all that in. But again, fingers crossed they don't f everything up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's smart too because there are gonna be those odd people that this is the first time ever seeing this movie. What better way to do some time travel and kind of catch that audience yeah. up a little bit while tweaking some scenes a little bit here and there? So definitely, I think they will. Yeah. They're going to be so lost if they didn't see any other movie. <laughs> who, okay, but who in their right mind is walking into this without seeing at least a handful of MCU Right. Films? I've watched Maybe guys like all, Steve Emerson, yeah. you know, great friend of the show. Yeah. He's watched every single film building into this. Wow, that's yeah. commitment. It is huge commitment. He's almost done. I think he is up to Black Panther or something. Oh, nice. He's within yeah. like two or three movies, which is crazy. You nice. can do this, Steve. Yeah, you got Keep it, it all right, the Infinity Gauntlet. This was a, a big piece of Infinity War. Thanos wielded it. Yes. If you go back to Infinity Gauntlet, the story, we see other people, including Nebula, wield this gauntlet. We've seen Black Panther pick it up in the past. Oh, so good. Is there anyone outside of Thanos that is going to wield this gauntlet? Oh, man, so many people it would look cool on. Um, I'm going to throw out a curveball. I'll say Captain Marvel. 
Captain Marvel. Okay. She's already shown that she's it's a powerful. Huge possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Mm. Troy. I'm gonna go Tony. I think Tony. Tony's gonna be the one to 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 hold it. Yeah. I'm gonna go Tony. Okay. You know, I've had a few different things rattling around in my head. I'm trying. I went back to Ultron about the worthy Thor being the only worthy one. Yeah. But I'm gonna say Cap. I'm gonna say Cap mm. is going to be the one that puts the gauntlet on. Nice. Yeah, and it's gonna be a part of the big sacrifice. Cause, ooh. Yeah. Do Do you think we'll see Cap hold um, Thor's hammer? You think we'll oh, see him get a swing? Dude, is it the same thing now though? What's that? Is it the the same thing apply to Stormbreaker his new hammer that did for Mjolnir about being worthy? I don't oh yeah, think that's so. right. Yeah, no. I guess it's different. There's, I yeah. guess that's different. But still, yeah. imagine him with the shield, the Infinity Gauntlet in one hand, holding the hammer. Oh, that, that looks so Superman dope. Superman did that, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Avengers vs. Uh, Justice League. Yeah, I that's remember right. that. Yeah. That's a good. That's a that panel. is. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we saw half the universe dusted by the snap, snapping. <laughs> How are these characters going to return, and will any of the fallen heroes not return? Do you think Snapple got a boost in business after this? Snapple. Or they had to change their name? <laughs> uh, sorry, what was, I was just thinking of that joke the whole time. <laughs> how, how will our heroes return? And okay. will any of the fallen heroes not return? Um, how will they return? I think they go back in time and stop Thanos from snapping yep. in the first place. Um, will anyone not return? Hell no. Uh, like Anyone that's already like died, no, because... Uh, we know Black Panther's getting a sequel. Spider-Man's yeah. getting a sequel. So those ones are pretty obvious. Maybe, like... No, I say they all come back. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Sure, I already thought yeah, so. Yeah, I'm thinking everyone before Gamora's dead. Gone. Yeah. So Loki... Um, yeah, everybody that was killed off right off the bat there, off of Thor's ship. But everyone that's been snapped, they're coming back. Um, yeah, probably time travel. Maybe maybe it's a pocket universe. Maybe they're in the soul gem. Maybe they're not actually even dead anyways. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, one okay. of those two. Okay, I'm going to go with a some sort of ultimate sacrifice. Yeah. That for, and this goes back to the theory I've had running for a while. You know, we talked about Infinity War and forever is that, you know, Cap kept saying we don't trade lives, we don't trade lives. And I think there's going to have to be some element of trading lives to get those lives back. Mm-hmm. And that's going to come in the form of Captain America, Iron Man, someone like that. Um, I think there's there's something bigger there. I just don't want them to put on the gauntlet and go wee ooh, wee ooh, and you know with the time gem and kind of yeah. wield it back. Cause <laughs> it's it's not it's it's not as rewarding as something different, right? Like it can't just be, hey, we have this gem and we can just turn back time, guys. It's not like Superman and you know spinning the earth backwards, right? They play that song, yeah, <laughs> by Cher. Yeah, it just can't it just if can't I be could that. Turn it's back time. Too simple. <laughs> <laughs> and i think i don't think gamora's coming back really no eh? i think she's coming back no i think guardians 3 is going to pivot around them going to get her in the soul gem i think she's trapped in the soul gem oh and like cool. this comes into comic book reading and all that stuff i think that it's there could be a, a a whole thing about chasing to get gamora in guardians 3 uh and kind so- of with the latest infinity wars kind of thing going on there yeah, too exactly like in in the more most recent like in the book run, like a, a piece yeah, of okay. hers trapped cool. in the in the soul gem and most, like yeah. yeah exactly so i think it's going to get a lot of james gonna do some wacky ass shit inside the soul gem cool and bring adam warlock in cool so Ooh. Yeah. all right two more questions yes. three more questions okay who is going to die in this film if anyone cap oh. iron man thanos thor 
Hawkeye, Black Widow. Who, I'll say I'll say Cap and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. They're gonna sacrifice each other. I think each they're gonna. Yeah, they're gonna. It's, it'll be a nice symbolic okay. of death. Uh, I think Thanos stays because I think Marvel is smart enough to know this guy's huge, uh, big business, and if they ever bring him back to fight like a Galactus or something, and they're like, "Oh, we need Thanos on our side," that would just be crazy. So I think he lives. Okay, Troy, what do you say? Who dies? Iron Man. Iron Man, hundred percent. Hundred percent. With the whole we don't trade lives, I think Cap's gonna stay with that. But Iron Man's gonna well, like I do, and he's gonna be the one to trade his life for everybody else. I guess I think Iron Man's gonna be the one to sacrifice. Cap goes back in time. Thanos, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna go on with Thanos, man. He's such a big bad to kill off. Ah, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. Yeah, I I actually got no answer for Thanos. Okay, I'm gonna say Cap and Thanos. Wow. Yeah, my two favorite characters in MCU yeah um are two of my favorite characters i think cap has to go i think this is the end of 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 his arc and i think it's gonna be a sacrifice and i think thanos also has to go because there needs to be some finality there needs to be a conclusion to this arc right and the only way to do that is to kill thanos or to do away with him so i think the story needs both of them to die to bring the finality to the infinity saga so I think the story demands that, but it has to be done and executed in a proper way. And I have mm-hmm. I have most confidence in the Russo brothers to do that. They've been with Captain America since Winter Soldier. Yeah. The writers of this, uh, Stefan Marcus and Christopher McFeely, they have been writing Cap since day one. Right. So they have followed this character through everything, which is absolutely insane, which is awesome. So I think they're going to give him a fitting ending here. And I think this is going to be Cap's film. Yeah. All right. Second last question. What does the Avengers team look like at the end of this? Or will there be an Avengers team? Who's going to be leading it come the end of Avengers Endgame? Uh, I say it'll be a new wave of heroes. We saw the solo movie. So Captain uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Black Panther, Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, I think those are going to be the leaders of the new uh, Avengers. And I think everyone else is just going to retire and just be like, we're done with this. We saved yeah. the world so many times. <laughs> we have- yeah, we're going to become <laughs> farmers now like Thanos was. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, man, Troy. Who's who? What's this Avengers team look like? Who's leading it? Uh, yeah, we got the new Avengers going on. I think we get new Avenger movies, and we're gonna have Cap Marvel as the lead. Uh, yeah. Spidey, Doctor Strange, uh, Black Panther, uh, Scarlet Witch will still be there, and Black Widow as well. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's a good team. Mix. That's a good team. Yeah, that's solid. Good. There's a big part of me that wants to put Black Widow at the the helm of the Avengers at the end of all oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah. They've been setting her up, and it looks like she's gonna have a future in the MCU in a solo in a solo space. And she has been with the Avengers since day one. So I think we're gonna see her. Hawkeye still part of it. I think we're gonna see Vision back as well. Yeah. Mm. Scarlet Witch. Um, I think War Machine's gonna kick around, and I still think there's gonna be a reserve spot for Iron Man there. Oh, if you want. No to Captain Marvel. I don't think Captain Marvel will be a proper Avengers. I don't think Black Panther will either. No. Um, I think that they're going to be part of Avengers films, but I'm not sure mm. if they're going to be kind of part of the the new Avengers squad, if you will, kind of coming gotcha, out of this. Gotcha. You know, I'm looking at like the end of Ultron when they were like, here's our new Avengers. And it was like Falcon landed, Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of something like that. Yeah. I just don't think Captain Marvel is going to be in that space right away. I think she will eventually take the take the run at, at the, the leadership here, but I think... The Avengers in itself, and this may evolve in the film, but the Avengers itself is still kind of the Earth-based heroes, I think, to, to lead. Yeah. And that Captain Marvel has a place there, but maybe not just yet as the leader. Cool. 
All right, last question, guys. For this, as we wrap up Endgame here, before we give our final thoughts, end credits and tease for the future. What are they going to tease? Is it going to be Far From Home? Is it going to be something bigger? What are your thoughts? Uh, I say just Far From Home. Yeah. yeah, I don't think they've, like... I think they're going to let us, like, breathe in. Yep. And then, like... Go. Was there an end teaser for Infinity War? Uh, I can't even remember. I think it, it was... just, like, ended, and then, like, everyone was just like, what happened? What was it for Infinity War? I don't remember. It's Cat Marvel. Oh, Cat Marvel. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So, so I'll say they'll continue the trend. It'll be Spider-Man. Far From yeah. Home. Far From Home. Okay, what do you think, Troy? Um... Spider-Man for sure, and then I, you know, every time we do this question, I always go back to my uh, my Cap theory. So I think Cap's gonna go back in time, and then somebody's gonna drop an F bomb. It's gonna be Logan, and Cap's gonna say language. And oh, that's <laughs> can you imagine? That's so sweet. <laughs> oh my god! I agree with you guys. Far from home, and I so badly want them to tease him more, but I just don't think they're there yet. So yeah. I think yeah. it's gonna be a throwaway one. We've seen generally it's a. A meaningful one, and then kind of a throwaway one, like a shawarma shop yeah. type yeah. of 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 kind of finality there, right? Um, kind of put that that kind of stamp. This is you know we're gonna end this on a light note, so yeah, I think that's where we're gonna get to with that. Cool. All right, guys. Final thoughts. I'm gonna throw this to you first, Troy. Final yeah, thoughts man. on Endgame before we see this film. Any any additional thoughts? Anything you want to throw on the table? Man, 2008. You know, I've been with my 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 wife since 2008. We we've taken this journey together. Uh, the anticipation Aww. is so real for this movie. You've seen every every MCU movie in theaters, right? And um, Infinity Gauntlet, or sorry, Infinity War. Uh, Endgame is you know it's it literally is the end game to this whole conclusion of what Kevin Feige has brought to the table. He's really brought in comic books to life uh, across the board for everybody. You know, everybody and their dog can talk comic books now outside of. I sweat he's here. Yes. And that's all to do with, with Kevin Feige, I gotta say. And, and Christopher Nolan, too, with The Dark Knight. Um, but this right here is something special. Can't wait to see this film. I get to see it with you guys, man. We're probably going to see this like 10 times together. Can't wait, man. This is history in the making right now going yeah. down on Thursday. Can't wait. Yeah, man. It's uh, This is something I'm so excited to see. I can't wait to see how this thing all ends, how Endgame ends. And... Uh, yeah, it's just one of those things that it's just it's crazy to think that they actually pulled this off. You yep. know, like it's insane to me. You know, go back and tell, you know, ten year old you, hey, you know that Infinity Gauntlet book you're reading? You're gonna make this into a movie one day and it's gonna be huge. And you you'd be like, No man, like they can't even make like two Batman films. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you talking about? So yeah, this is cool. Um it's just a cool time to like see it, you know? Yeah it's coming at a good time in fandom and uh it's a good time of the year I, I i'm excited and uh i'm just excited to be positive again about yeah. like comic book movies and about like superhero genre and about like nerding i'm i'm glad that we're like positive again yeah. we're there man. hopefully i mean what if i see the movie and i'm like that was the worst movie ever i'm probably not like it unless it's just like two hours of like a monkey crapping himself and throwing it on the screen. Man, a... you have a, you're just a poet. <laughs> you know, they say I'm like a young William Shakespeare. Yep. That's what they say. That's what <laughs> I said. <laughs> you know, I, two points that both of you guys made, you know, the monkey crap, yeah, the, the monkey crapping point being one. <laughs> no, Troy, you said history in the making. We are experiencing yeah, nerd history right now. 
we're going to be in that theater in two days, two sleeps. I'm counting down to this thing like it's Christmas. And Sanjay, the point you brought up at the start about how we've grown, we've changed. Mm-hmm. And this universe itself isn't solely responsible for bringing together this podcast or us as friends, you know, raising families together now. But it is a big piece of that. Absolutely. That we are here talking about this stuff every single week. And for that, I am ultimately thankful for it. Our lives have changed dramatically in the last week, in the last 11 years since this really kicked off. And to experience this with you guys, with the listeners, with the podcasting community, with the fandom in general, is awesome. And this film, I know it's going to deliver. And you never want to go in with these amped up expectations, but I have the utmost confidence in this thing. I've, I will cry in this. There will be emotion. You know, <laughs> For sure. I, I do cry in films. Yeah. And I will clap. I will cheer. I will gasp. I will grab Troy, <laughs> his arm, <laughs> if I have to. But I am, I am so ecstatic that we get to experience this firsthand, spoiler-free. Yeah. You know, we might have to yeah. go dark here on social media until the episode's released. But yeah. this is going to be something that we are going to tell. And you mentioned this before we started recording going to tell our children about yeah and going to re-experience this in some fashion with them at some point in time but so now cool. this moment is for us and thankfully we have you know very understanding spouses that are letting us escape <laughs> for three hours plus yeah to go see a film like this and so for that i'm, I'm forever thankful for and for you guys for, for being here with us the listeners everyone to experience this in this moment right now as we're running into this, and then next week coming back as we review this thing. Yeah. So, yeah, th- this is crazy times. Awesome time to be a nerd. But that all being said, guys, it's time for us to break out here, end the podcast, get ready for Endgame, get some sleep, or lack thereof, maybe. You know, get <laughs> everyone prepped for what is inevitably going to be just this epic film experience. So... With that being said, we're going to cap this episode off by saying, if you'd like to be a part of the show, you can always email us in the room at gmail.com. You can always find us on Twitter, hashtag Twitter gang, or hit us up individually on Twitter. Our handles are at the end of the episode. You can find everything we do on the nerdroom.net as well as starwarscommonwealth.com. You can find everyone else in the Star Wars Commonwealth podcast network over on starwarscommonwealth.com. They're doing incredible stuff covering celebration and the follow from that. Lastly, we'd like to give a shout out to our man, Rob Wade, who endorses this podcast over on Emotionally14.com. Check out everything that he does over there, including Talk Star Wars, which I am a part of, and a small piece over at TSW Comics. But you can find everything he does over at Emotionally14.com. All right, guys and listeners, this is the last time we'll be doing this until we're on the other side. Oh, So, for the Nerd Room, I'm Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm, 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 I'm Sanjay. And thank you guys very much for entering the nerd room. We will see you next week for our review of Avengers Endgame. This has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, and Sanjay on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, and Sanjabi. For more content from the Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to the Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Be sure to head over to StarWarsCommonwealth.com to find more podcasts from Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Saber, Generation X-Wing, Road Squadron Podcast, San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, Tattooing Sons, Retro Inc., and the Sandcrawler Podcast. Follow Star Wars Commonwealth on Twitter at SWCommonwealth and take your first steps into a larger world.